Support Narrative's independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative and check out our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to subscribe and download. Oh, I'm from I'm from rural Vermont, and it's funny you mentioned the doing these things in liberal cities uh, as opposed to more uh, rural places. Vermont is probably a lot like uh, Oregon. It looks like Oregon a bit, but we're armed to the teeth. And I'll tell you, if if you walk up to somebody with something that looks like a gun in the, in a grocery store parking lot, the chances of that person packing heat are pretty mm-hmm. good. If you're talking about the fall around uh, during mm-hmm. deer season, the, the grandmother these days, same here. Right, you know, so you don't. Same here. You know, I was I was trained from a, a, a young age. You know, you don't go on people's land. You don't get aggressive with people because you'll get lead poisoning real easy. Um, that's not to say you know we were and we have very 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 low crime as as a result. It's interesting though that they're doing this kind of thing of oh I'm we're gonna walk around with uh, and mace people and, and you know have firearm like uh, uh, you know weaponry. Uh, that might be indistinguishable in the dark, and then you know, and I can't. I I'm not the FBI. I don't want to speculate. And, and it was dark, and there's no way when a guy's pointing something at you, you have no idea knowing whether it's a, a gun, a stick, uh, whatever. You have no idea. You just know that somebody's pulling a weapon on you, and you're, especially if you have training, experience, are a vet, are a security guard, or any of those things, you are going to respond pretty darn quick yep. because it's in your DNA. Mm-hmm. That's that's the whole point. I of know that this thing, for a so... fact because I can respond pretty damn quick in a darn situation. Tell, trust me. So he, that's what I saw here. He was pretty quick on the trigger, but that's from training. That's um, he he didn't get he hit the dude center mast, center mast. Yeah, that's not that wasn't in luck a, in a high pressure situation. <laughs> yeah. So. There's lots of stuff in a high pressure station in the dark. It's going to have to continue here and we'll figure out more about that shooting. But I want to just expand a little bit out of this. So um, the one thing that people have been pointing out is that there is a similarity. And I didn't, I thought originally this was far fetched, but it isn't really between the, the trucks that ISIS uses in the Middle East and the trucks that these Trump guys are using uh, in all these events. Um, because they all have the same, you know, they're just pickup trucks, of course, but, you know, the flags coming off the back of them, the, the weapons being waved in the air. Um, it's not dissimilar. And them all be, you know, as a caravan, traveling together as a caravan is another indicator. There was a picture of the, the Trump trucks going down um, whatever street it was, long line, long line. And then they put the ISIS long line right next to it. Yeah. Does that look familiar? <laughs> the Al-Qaeda. Yeah, the Al-Qaeda. Everybody saying that. So if you're trying to start a, uh, at least a, a create a perception that you're starting sort of an, a, an insurgency in a country, um, you might look at other playbooks from other parts of the world and you might look at, at ISIS as a potential place to, to study from. In fact, you might have experience in setting up some of those insurgencies in other parts of the world and you might use that same playbook. Just might have, insurgencies huh? In the United States. And you ever you ever see uh, Al Qaeda's uh, uniform? A bunch of the guys that just happen to be a one to one match to the Russian summer season uh, regular <laughs> military uniforms. Yeah, interesting. And, mm-hmm. and and we say the Russians because the Russians this is sort of their deal. You know, the Russians have had a, a long history of of playing this kind of game everywhere, whether it's Ukraine or Georgia or uh, or the Middle East or now in the United States. And it's a uh, this guy. Uh, 
Uh, well, for the United States, let's look at the NRA. Yeah, right, the NRA, exactly. So uh, Gerasimov is their chief, uh, their head of their army, or I think he was, maybe still is the head of their army. Uh, he came up with this thing called the Gerasimov's Principles, and, or Doctrine at least, and these, it's based on these principles. And he describes this as a hybrid war, which is when you use special operations forces and internal opposition to create a permanently operating front throughout the entire territory of the enemy state, as well as informational actions, devices and means that are constantly being perfected. Mm -hmm. So the stuff I've got highlighted there, you've got special operational forces, which is either, you know, could be the Green Beret guys who attacked uh, Ukraine, or could be some of these guys that are marching through our streets right now. Um, internal opposition, sure, they've got a lot of that building up tension between both sides, you know, mm -hmm. Tifa and, um, and the boys, the Proud Boys, or Black Lives Matter and Blue Lives Matter. And then they've got uh, an, a permanent operating front is what they're just, we'll describe it as, which is interesting because it really is, it would be that. If you could control that whole set of groups, you'd have a yeah. interesting front. They did it. The, here's like here's, here's the deal. Here's yeah. how they did it. Here's how they did it. They did They did the NRA. We all know this. Just yeah. like they did Facebook, just like they did Fox News. The Russians did all three of those. We know this. Okay. Use the NRA to push, especially down in the Koch brothers, to push this Second Amendment. They're going to take your guns crap. And they've been pushing that for years and years and years, especially with Obama. They pushed it for eight straight freaking years that Obama is going to take your guns. They're going to take your guns. They're going to take your guns. So they scared the shit out of these people. Now, the Proud Boys and people like Preacher Prayer kind of took advantage of that. And part of these groups is the three percenters and the Oath Keepers. Mm -hmm. Now, the three percenters are, you know what they are. They're big. They're big Second Amendment. Don't take my guns. We're going to defend ourselves, blah, blah, blah. This is what this is all about. This is the tool that they use to get all this division. And then they use the black people as the excuse or the reason why we need guns and they need to be done. That's the internal opposition. Mm -hmm. Sorry to say that, but hey, sometimes reality no, hey. kind of bites. Well, can we talk that's about why they, a little That's bit? why they took over Black Lives Matter. That's why they took over. That's why they took over Ferguson's Black Lives Matter. And so Eric, we good, know the Russians took that. that Black Lives right. Matter is a great organization, and it started, it started under very good pretenses, police violence against black people. Well, oh, Russia comes in and steals it and starts making it into all kinds of other shit besides that. So they stretched it all the way to all these other issues. So Eric, they kind of put that, that in the lump this, with the Second Amendment and... The black people are all causing all the crimes and all the problems and all the city and all the democratic cities and Portland's tore up because of all the black people in downtown and and blah 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 which which is kind of funny because there's hardly any black people that live down they live portland, northeast yeah. portland away from here like miles away from here so i live in st louis and i've been here uh since the uh the the, since before the Ferguson uh, events of 2014 and beyond. And, you know, I, I can't attribute uh, to any particular nation state uh, outside of knowing that they did, that the Russian intelligence services did amplify content online, certainly. And I know that there were foreign agents on the ground here that's been reported. But I'll just tell you, in general, you just had such an influx of people who were not from st louis and they codenamed this ferguson well ferguson's a seventeen thousand person municipality in the greater st louis county st louis city area of 1.5 million and you know there is there you know are there uh, black neighborhoods absolutely 
North St. Louis, East St. Louis, and, and, and uh, you know, swaths of North County uh, tend to have a higher population of, uh, of African-Americans uh, compared to other parts of the St. Louis metro area. Uh, Ferguson's actually quite mixed, and it's not. They tried to make it look like it was a war zone. They always came at night. Some, you know, you could take Disneyland, lob in some tear gas, and put one guy, right, like, right. Th- throwing, a, you know, throwing a can of soup, and it's going to look like Sarajevo in 95 right oh yeah porta is on fire for instance ah well you know i you know i would go drive around while this was while all the ferguson stuff was happening i would go drive around there and take pictures of like ooh, here's the you know here's the city park with the slide down into the pool but you know they would go and they'd get like three angles of one street and they're like st louis is on fire it's like well come on out here uh it's not you know and we were getting the same situation you are, right. but talking to people who are actually part of the activist community here and who, you know, have a very, very serious set of, uh, you know, reasonable, uh, you know, concerns about reform of the local justice system, the role of the police, uh, economic tensions, you know, who know the area, who live here, and, you know, their their stuff is based on reality. They're not ideologues. You know, they're like, hey, I'd like to not get picked, you know, I'd like to not get pulled over nine times uh, in a month for going two miles an hour over the speed limit and then being transferred between seven jails because you guys invented a parking ticket that I actually paid two years ago. That's the kind of stuff that is getting criticized in, in, in St. Louis. Ferguson happens, or rather, Darren Wilson shoots Michael Brown. He's on the ground for four hours. The, the Ferguson Police Department particularly riles up the, the local population to Ferguson, not all of St. Louis, but the people were on Canfield Drive having a memorial for Michael Brown. This is, did not get reported well enough at all. They had candles and, and stuffed animals where his body had laid, and the neighbors came, and, and they were just being present and having a vigil there. And the, and the Ferguson police uh, came by with their SUVs and canine units and told everyone to go home. And that is what caused the riot, or not the riot, that caused, that's what caused the unrest when they drove through the candles and cards and, and all that on, on the way out. It was almost right. like they were trying to provoke something. It was the that's absolute worst thing you could do. Is that right? That's 2014. 2014, sorry. That's 2014. Um, and, and so then you get some you get some people going, no, we're no, we we've had it. These guys started ramping up the amount of tickets they were getting on us and pulling us over in the street. The n- amount of money that they started taking out of the local population in just Ferguson went from one million dollars to three million dollars inside of three years. So they tripled the amount of activity that they were doing, harassing the local community that's all. that way. Interesting. And it's interesting, 2015 yeah, I mean, that's built into the, the timeline. It's, you know, if 2015 is yes, it does. the Proud Boys and, uh, and the Trump campaign launching, you know, it's interesting yes. to see those things in, in connection. 2016, 2017, and we're big. Er- we're, we're big. Yeah. Early 2014. So late 2013, Trump goes and does uh, Miss Universe Moscow, right? He comes back, and for the first time on radio, I believe, he says, you know, after everybody's rioting and in the streets and this place has all gone to hell, they're going to be begging us to make America great again. That was about February, March of 2014, I believe. The events of, of Ferguson happen in August of 2014. And you have this in these initial acts. You have an officer-involved shooting. It's not the only of its kind. It's pretty ugly. 
Um, things happen like the, uh, the, I believe the medical examiner quote, didn't have batteries in his camera, which isn't, you know, there's other ways to take images these days. So that was weird. There's a lot of things that are still under investigation. I come to understand. And then you had some local police response. And then all of a sudden you have a local, you have a local protest. We're going to go down with this. This is the kind of thing protest is for. No, that was uncool guys. And then you have all of the people come in for everywhere. And then, you know, somebody goes and get, gets DHS, federal equipment of mine resistant, uh, you know, tr troop transports and sniper rifles. And instead of doing all the things that anyone in either the police or, um, or the armed forces, who's anybody who's ever been as a peacekeeping force, knows that you do not do with firearms in a crowd full of civilians because you will cause an uprising. They do exactly the opposite of what everyone's trained. Um, almost like they knew what the training was. They were just doing the things that would be the worst possible. And then you've got some folks who are coming in from out of town who are going to block the, the, the highway and yet somebody burns an auto zone and things that are just, that are not con like you, when you have just the, locals. Hey, my umbrella, man. And when he first did that, when he first did that, I, I jumped right on that and said, this is an op. And it turns out it was, Yep. I mean, it was part like of the it. beginning of the, oh, yeah, the, the umbrellas have become a big thing, and we get them a lot here in Portland. It's the agitators. And so why call them umbrellas? Apparently they carry well, umbrellas. Well, it, it's a symbol. Okay. Remember, remember the whole story about Chamberlain and Hitler and the umbrella? Mm. The, it, it, actually, the umbrella is a sign of appeasement, oh. correct? It was yes. a symbol. It became a symbol of appeasement. <laughs> As they say, well, these, these guys kind of hijacked the stupid thing. Yeah. Well, these or, guys, whether, you know, whatever the reasons were, whatever you believe on that, it doesn't really matter. These guys hijacked the umbrella as a symbol of appeasement. Hmm. So, so they use it as a signal to their buddies to start causing problems. And it's, it's once the umbrellas go up, towards Chamberlain, the shit and, begins. Uh, Hitler for references, because that's very, very American. Um, I know it's kind of it is strange, and I just put that connection because of the. Oh, that's a great one. We could also the umbrella man at the Kennedy's assassination too, if you want. I mean, what the heck? I mean, they're common items, but but if you're a Russian handler, I'm not saying that these guys were are directly being handled by somebody from uh, the SVR or anything like that. But if you're way back, if you're the one star general, and you're coming up with the idea, right? That's the kind of crap that the, the like Russian intelligence loves. Those those love those that. symbols that you're talking about of the Chamberlain. Ah, it's like the Nazi. Oh, they love symbolism. British. Oh yeah. yeah. So, so symbolism is their like key. Chamberlain. We all know this. That's a good segue to this thing. So yeah. You yeah. mentioned and Artem Kalushik earlier, and I'm ruining his name, and I don't care. Um, Artem is a. Lushium. Well, this is his post from the other day, just before Portland blew up. And Artem is, for people who don't know, he's sort of uh, Donald Trump's whisperer, Russian whisperer trip on, on uh, Twitter. He basically predicts what Donald Trump is going to do a day or two weeks in advance. <laughs> Donald Trump suddenly magically does no, that. So no, 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 no. He don't predict shit. Yeah. He's a, he's he a don't worst. predict a goddamn thing. Yeah. He's a, uh, well, he tells it. I have the same um, boss. And so, you know, Artem works <laughs> for Putin and the UAE, which is also interesting um and he posts all these controversial and sometimes provocative t tweets and this came out just after um uh, kenosha and just before um portland and it says as you can say enjoy enjoy portland. the show and there's the anonymous guy and of course that reference mm -hmm. of the bible 
is the same uh, thing. Let me pull it up here because it's here. Is the same way that Donald Trump held the Bible <gasps> outside on June first. Symbolism. Of no, really, everybody. Um, now, now, right don't forget little burning. The burning of the Bible is important either. Yeah. Don't forget that. Oh, right, interesting. That was that was also a Russian op. What happened to the? Oh, Bible? The, the, oh. they they had a big old burn. Uh, they were. They were burning stuff in here, and somehow RT, or I believe it was Rupley, got the picture, and they shared it all over the place trying to say that Oregon was burning Bibles, and that's what Antifa's doing. They're downtown. They're tearing up the federal building, and they're burning Bibles, and they're, they're going to destroy all of God and everything, and we got to stop them. It was bullshit. It was fake. There was no Bible thrown in the fire. It was just like any other Photoshop bullshit that we see. Well, there was uh, no burning he, of Bibles in Portland. And so then the next thing he does is he sends out this ridiculous thing. And I've got a video of this where he's like basically doing a James Bond, Dr. Evil kind of thing in a car. Um, and yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> and I, I can't even read what it says here because it's the right, writing is so small on the computer. But um, it, it's a, in it's God a, we trust. I work harder than God. If he had hired me, he would have made the world by Thursday. Oh. Uh, Nazi sign for guys. <laughs> Well done. Well done. You've got a calling there. And just to, to, well to, to, to drive it home, he has a little message for Adam Schiff. Do you want to do this? Live with that image the rest of your life of a big mouth, a slippery Schiff. Ta da. I just can't. I can't I'm, just shut. Yeah. Just can we shut them off from uh, the, the New York banking, please? Can we, can we have them? Significant. I mean, just enough. So this is the kind of crap. I remember when this with. jerk this used to follow. We're not just dealing with a local uprising when you're seeing all these stories, and you're not dealing with some a spontaneous uprising that's happening in the in in black communities against the suburbs. That is not happening. That is not happening. What's happening is a Russian effort or Russian plus others effort to destabilize the United States. And anyone who is in their right mind looking Correct. at the events that are happening in the, in the world right now would know that it benefits Donald Trump for that fear to grow. The more that fear is, is heightened and, and the more incidents we have, the more Donald Trump does. Did not Kellyanne say it the best? Yeah, good. Did not Kellyanne Conway say it the best? What did she say? <laughs> she, he needs the chaos. The chaos helps him. So... He, he does this on purpose. She admitted it. She just did it just a few days ago. She admitted it straight yes. up that he does this shit on purpose because it works. It's the Russians as well. And anyone who thought Russian... Well, no, he's got a whole apparatus behind him and the Russians. And he's got North Korea and he's got Iran and everybody else chipping him. Let's not forget China. They throw their shit in here too. Yeah. China is really big here in Portland. So China has been, by, as a matter of fact, China and the Saudis are big here in Portland. Interesting. Interesting. I didn't know that. Huh. Russia, China, Saudis. Weird. Oh, absolutely. The Saudis were here. Sondland and the president of the Portland State University, which there's a connection there. The Saudis were coming here and going to school. And they, this was about, oh, three years ago. They were coming for two summers. I've got pictures of all their, their cars, which were awesome hot rods by the way mm -hmm. but the, the saudis were all over portland for for a long time and then one of the saudi kids wound up killing a female pedestrian ran her over killed her and he went to court and the saudis actually came to portland grabbed him off the steps of the courthouse and took him out of this country hmm. within yeah, two months all of the saudis that were going to school here were mm -hmm. gone I remember reading about that. That's really interesting. So they were, 
Yeah, they were going to school here for a couple of years. What we need to do is get this. And this was all from the royal had. family. Because I think that there is a situation here where we're, you know, people are actually frightened. Really, people are very, very fearful of what the, of the chaos that's happening in the country. Some people are legitimately fearful of the, of the chaos that they're seeing. Some people are fearful of the fact that Donald Trump may stay in power because of that. But everyone's genuinely terrified of what the potential might be. And the thing is, it's just an op. It's not even, it's like play theater. It's not really happening. It's just a bunch of guys driving around in trucks, waving flags and waving weapons around. The black Why do you think they show up with against the white community right. and are not coming after the no. suburbs? They're not doing that. They are just living their lives in the suburbs with their white neighbors and they don't care about all this other stuff. They're not, this is not their priority. What's coming in and heightening it all up is well, they do have it. Boys, it's all these other guys yeah. joining in and, and and heightening up the tension. It's an op. It's an image. It's an you op. Pull it apart. It's an op. It's an op. You can see it. From Why do you think they came with paint guns? Right. It's paint guns. They came with paint guns to fight a war. Yeah. Paint guns. <laughs> they put the fear in you. They're going to bring all these ARs. They're going to bring all these guns. They're going to bring all these weapons. They're going to do all this damage. They're going to protect the city, and they come with paint guns. Right. You know what? I, they put I the fear in everybody. They show up, put more fear in everybody. It's an op. So, you know, when you describe that there's, you know, guys who are financing and handling very calmly, and one guy gets in and, you know, riles people up, but then he's not there to actually, you know, do anything kinetic. You know, that kind of bespeaks that they're they're recruiting maybe from online, you know, chat rooms, Reddit, uh, what have yes. you. And yes. they're getting useful idiots. They're, they're literally, in, uh, you know, in a neurological sense, um, that don't really understand the, the, same the, as the president of what they're doing. They are, they are like, yeah, this is going to, you know, they, they create a sense, you create a, an in-group, out-group sense. And, well, we got to do something with this energy, guys. Same reason like, why people know, join gangs. Right, yeah. And, you know, uh, and, and well, and, and for them, like, I guess some of these guys to also traffic drugs and make money. But, you know, Zev and I, we, you know, we, uh, we get our, you know, we get the energy out by doing uh, podcasts and looking up things on and to read and uh, interpret for people. And some people want to grab their paintball guns and go into town. But they're, you know, they're too dumb to realize, like, if you come with your bear mace and your paintball gun, somebody may shoot you in the chest. Mm -hmm. if, you know, and they don't realize, yep. like, yeah, we're edgy. It's like, no, you're committing assault, and somebody might discharge a firearm into your torso. Um, and apparently they don't know this. And it seems Well, they like came to play G.I. Joe and found out that, that that doesn't work out well. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a tragedy sure. regardless. I mean, someone died, but it's... it's, uh, it's a, it is. It's not it is. I, I do feel for the kid to drive up sentiment in a certain direction, certainly not towards Trump. In fact, if you took the blinders off everybody, you'd, you'd, they'd be able to see that Donald Trump is in fact provoking all of this and, he's, and his supporters are provoking all of this. And this wouldn't be happening if there was no Donald Trump in the White House, which is what we should get. So when Joe Biden goes there tomorrow, nope. I, hope he, I hope he just says, this is enough. You guys are being fooled. Um, and get these guys out of here. They're just a bunch of crazy uh, foreign influence, maybe foreign paid operatives. Well, what's good, I like it. what's really good is what most people don't know is the FBI is working in the background to get these guys. We, we just, and now one of the, one of the big shooters at the first original Patriot Prayer event down here, what, a month ago, the, the big guy that was shooting, he's actually a wanted felon and he wasn't supposed to be here either. He's now being sued for $235 million, I think it is, by a protester 
Mm. He, he's now going to be wind up. That's another Patriot Prayer Proud Boy member that's going to get wrapped up in federal charges also. So they're, all the guys that are getting arrested here in Portland, they have a connection to any of these groups somehow, some way. Mm. They have no connection to Antifa whatsoever. Interesting. And I've been hearing that's the same thing going across the country, that all the people that are actually, actually getting arrested for causing the violence, the fires, the whatever, are not Antifa, but members of the Boogaloos, Patri I mean, um, the Proud Boys, or some white supremacist group. That's actually, And the FBI has actually shared this information. The, D the DOJ actually shared this information. We just had 74 arrests here in Portland for the protest over the last month. 90% of them were not Antifa. The rest of them were just your regular anarchist. And there's the difference that most people don't understand is there's a difference between Antifa and anarchist. Trump and his people are trying to conflate the two, and they threw in Black Lives Matter to conflate it even more that those are all the bad groups. It's unbelievable what these guys are getting away with. It's unbelievable. I want to leave you with one little thing here. Eric Prince, who's always uh, interesting, shows up suddenly. Um, on, if I pull up the timeline again, you can see the um, you can see the timing of this is interesting. And I would only point it out because it's of the timeline. Uh, hang on a second. Here we go. Where is he, by the way? Who knows? I is he still in UAE or China? He just uh, disappeared for a while, and now he's, uh, I don't know where he, where, why he showed up, but he showed up on Brian Calmeade's Running his ass off show. all over the place. Um, and, and so if you look at, the, you know, June 1st was the Bible holding. August 27th, this is, my, you know, a month and a bit later, there's the Kenosha shooting with the 17-year-old shooting two of the protests of Black Lives Matter. And then there's Eric um, Prince showing up on August the 28th, I think it says there. The day before you saw those two tweets yes. from Artem Kalushik, and then on the 30th is the actual shooting in um, in in uh, Portland. So let's, let's listen to what Eric Prince told Brian Kilmeade about what Portland. he thinks is going on on the ground over there. Uh, it seems organized. I've heard that, especially in Portland and Seattle, their radios, they know where to hit, they know how to hit, and they have a plan. That is not somebody who's being overcome with emotional rage. This is... This seems to be separate. Have you been able to separate the two? Look, I have friends in law enforcement. They say they've wrapped up, um, you know, gangs of kids that were uh, destroying buildings, torching things, throwing rocks in windows, and then they would um, take pictures. They would send that those pictures to a burner, uh, to a, a, a non-traceable phone, and they would then, then be paid in Bitcoin, in, uh, in blockchain currency. Uh, so someone is paying for that subversion, and I truly hope the feds, are, are swimming up that river and finding who's sponsoring this subversion because whether it's a um, a political group doing it or a foreign power that is um, that is an attack on America an attack on the Constitution and our Republic that's front facing that is that, that's you know gonna that that's is? gonna bite him in the ass that's projection that is Look, that ahead. is no what no, it's total it's projection. projection well yes it's projection yeah but that is you remember when all of a sudden a FISA, a FISA warrant comes out uh, rather, somebody mm -hmm. takes the extraordinary uh, measure to release some FISA warrant information about uh, Carter Page in October of 2016. 
those are not easy to get a hold of, right? Uh, you should, if you ever see one in the wild, you should call the FBI immediately because uh, that should not be out there. And yet <laughs> one showed up almost as if to say, hey, guys, uh, they kind of maybe have an FBI investigation on us. Yeah, you think, assholes? Well, that, uh, hey, you know, I've heard from my friends in law enforcement. Yeah, Mr. Prince, like you got a lot of friends in serious federal uh, law enforcement, like friends, perhaps interrogators, yes, these days, but friends, okay, maybe. <laughs> Um, you know, that, oh, uh, hey guys, uh, I hear from law enforcement that they're picking up everyone using bit, bit, uh, Bitcoin and burner phones and, uh, that are coordinating, uh, those that's getting picked up by law enforcement. Yes, it is asshole. We so that was him telling <laughs> some of the people down range. Yes, yeah, they, they, they might know even. <laughs> Bitcoin is traceable, by the way. If you're going to do something on Bitcoin, be just remind it's yourself. Public. It's traceable. It's not some secret currency that no one can track. Um, I'll leave it's you with a that. Permanent. Public, it's the whole purpose of Bitcoin. Ledger. <laughs> <All right. laughs> it's like a big giant trap, man. is what Bitcoin is. Exactly. I got to exactly. quote my exactly man. Let's end it with uh, with our man Ralph Sergiani. He says, "It is the dumbest way to do illicit activities, and they are using it." everywhere. Support Narrative's independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative and check out our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to subscribe and download.